You're listening to The Trainumentary. On this episode, we visit with musician Terence Blanchard. I was first introduced to John Coltrane, probably like most people, through Miles Davis's band. You know, being a trumpet player, you know, I was introduced to Clifford Brown and Miles Davis first in my my uh, developmental years here in New Orleans. And when I started listening to Miles's band, I mean, John Coltrane's sound and his approach immediately caught my attention. Um, but once I heard Train, I was just highly mesmerized by his approach, which seems to be in direct contrast to what Miles was doing. But I thought it was just amazing to hear both of those guys in the same group. first started listening to Train's band, it took me a while to get it. Because the first things that I listened to was Love Supreme, let me say that. So listening to Love Supreme was just a, it was a big stretch for me. But, you know, it's like anything else, you know, I just, just stuck with it. Because I was in high school, man. I was 16 years old, 17 years old listening to this stuff. But once I um, just kind of spent more time with it, man, I really started to get into it. I really started to dig the rhythmic propulsion that that band could manufacture. I also really dug the harmonic progressions that that band utilized. I very much enjoyed the kind of chant-like nature that that band uh, used, you know, and a lot of that music, people always consider it to be very spiritual. And I think that chant-like quality adds to that uh, greatly. And I think it was brilliant on John Coltrane's part to bring in that influence into the music, which was something that we had never experienced before in jazz. I love to bring, I love to bring, I love to bring, I love to bring, I love to bring. John Coltrane kind of embodies the perfect manifestation of a person who really honed his technical craft along with a human being who is totally and spiritually in tune with the universe, you know, uh, and when you, you, you bring those two things together, you have something that's very powerful. He's like the poster child for that, the perfect manifestation of those two elements. Because when you look at his playing, technically his playing was on a level that was, that was very, very hard to reach. But that wasn't the thing that made his playing so great. It was one aspect of it. I think the thing that made his playing so great is that he always used to say from what I heard from stories from other people is that you have to learn how to play in tune. And he didn't mean pitch, you know. Um, he meant that you had to learn how to play in tune to what was happening in the universe to the vibration that was going on at that particular moment in time and it seems as though you know when you put those two elements together you just create something that's just amazing and fantastic talk to mccoy tyner about that man and uh, he said that that band had gotten to the point where you know john coltrane could just bring in a scale and they would make a tune out of a scale you know uh, just in, in either on the gig or in rehearsal you know that means those guys were like you know well beyond the realm of the technical aspects of playing jazz you know for them music wasn't about chord changes you know or anything like that it was well beyond that it was really about making a statement
thing that's interesting about John Coltrane's legacy is that his music was so powerful and his music was so personable and it affected so many people that the industry itself is longing for another John Coltrane-like presence. But I think where we all make our mistake, and it's not just in jazz, it's just in life in general, is that we can't recognize something that's going to be uh, viable or, or valid because it's not going to be that. We're not going to have another John Coltrane. That's not going to ever happen again. You know, but there are things out there. There are guys who, there's you know, musicians out there who have a lot to say. I think where some young musicians have made their mistake, including myself, is that we look at John Coltrane and you know when I was a young musician we only wanted to learn the licks you know the older you become the the more you realize it's not those musical ideas those musical ideas were just a uh, an expression of what he was feeling and thinking at a particular moment in time I would dare to say that if he were around now he'd probably be playing something totally different For more information on the program, visit trainyourmentry.blogspot.com.